Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Sooner than I think any of us expected, Cody, the race to the White House has begun. Oh, no. Uh, So let me ask you this. You cried for between... I'm I'm just going to assume that you cried for between 10 and 15 minutes after you saw Oprah's speech. I mean, for the bit, of course I did. Of course. But in reality, I did not watch the Golden Globes. Oh, Never mind. That makes my question moot. Uh, but I didn't. I kind of did. I don't know. I, I forgot the Golden Globes were on. And then I was like, oh, the Golden Globes are on. And it was about like two hours in. So it kind of got past the things that I didn't care about, which is most of the Golden Globes, other than the monologue, obviously. <laughs> um, real good real good collecting on the paycheck, Seth Meyers. You basically hired to do a monologue at these events. Well, so. Didn't Ricky Gervais get a lot of shit last year? Yeah, because he made fun of people. And I was like, Wasn't what? he hammered too? Wasn't like ha- everybody drunk there as well? I think that's the whole bit of the Golden Globes. Is everybody gets, Everybody's drunk? Just gets smashed. Except for Oprah, who was sober and woke AF. Um, next to POTUS. POTUS, yeah. Oh, God. That's just... Please stop, world. I love Oprah <laughs> just as much as the next guy, but please stop. <laughs> no, this would be just as bad as Daddy. I mean, it wouldn't be as bad as Daddy, but... Like, if she won, she'd be good. But philosophically, it would be just the most bass-ackwards thing ever. Absolutely. We don't want a reality TV star in the White House. But Oprah. (laughs) But Oprah's not reality TV. She is a talk show. I mean, yeah. So, I mean... Am I a racist? I don't know. I think so. Uh Uh-oh. That's honestly what I got out of this whole... What a way to find out. Damn. Uh, but the race to the White House has begun. And since we're talking about Darkest Hour in a bit, and I've got some political things uh, for another segment that's coming up next, 2020, make your prediction, Cody. Who is the nominee for the Republicans? Not Daddy. Really? You're you're no. the Steve Bannon on this one? Oh, maybe I don't want I don't kind of... Uh, uh, maybe. Said, I don't know uh, anymore. I don't want to be with... Uh, <laughs> well, Bannon. he... He said in the book that there's a 33.333% chance that Trump's impeached. Same for 25th Amendment did AF, and then same for limping into the 2020 election. I actually think it's going to be, I think, in my heart of hearts, I think he's going to make it and limp into the 30, into the 2020 election, because, like, I don't know how, I don't know, I just... I feel it. He feels it in the heart of the cards. No, it's not so much feeling it. It's just I know that we're just kind of pussyfooting around the issue and that, you know, certain people are going to try to not get him, like not actually face facts if if some damning information, some more damning information, I should say, does come out. I don't know. The I'm just not optimistic that people are going to do the right thing no. no, I think it's it's really all up to a Papa Mueller. Yeah, but he can only recommend charges. He can't like if he if he's like oh, I got some charges, he can't file them themselves. They have to clear through the House and the Senate and all that crap. So, and I just don't I don't trust them to like do their jobs. I don't care what they even if it's like well it's only obstruction of justice. We're not going to clear this. Like, but it's still obstruction of justice. I don't know. 
I'm not Clinton optimistic. Clinton was perjury, right? That's why he got impeached? Yes. I, I believe so. Like, yeah. I think he only made it through the House, not the Senate, which is bullshit because he's like, well, technically. It's like, no, not technically. I know you're a little lawyer and you wordsmithed your way out of there, but technically you lied. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Bill. Well, I mean, no matter what, he still got impeached, so here we are. Yeah, but he still made it all the way. We're living in a reality where he was the president one day and then wasn't the next. Well, because of election day. He was never not the president. Oh, that's what I totally knew that. Can you cut that? (laughs) Never. Never. (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. I have no idea. I don't know anything about him. He doesn't really interest me. Yeah. He's kind of a fucking moron. Okay. I mean, he might have been a fine president. I think he was okay, wasn't he? He was all right. He was all right. He unfucked the economy, didn't he? Was it for fu- a while? Was it messed up? Well, um, Reagan kind of fucked it up with um. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. His old Reaganomics, the whole thing that Papa Trump is trying to do now. Trickle down, baby. Just doesn't uh, work. No, I find it interesting to like, um. It's kind of fun to do a mental exercise of like look tracing back as to what brought us Trump because like so Trump's Trump gets elected before that Obama gets elected in 2008 but if the Supreme Court ruling went a different way with the 2000 election and Al Gore won would Barack Obama have ran or would a Republican would have won and been president after Gore and then you um it depends on it, it there's too many variables. Because it's all a what if. No, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like, the, would the Democrats? Because in face... that reality, how does uh, Gore deal with nine eleven? Does nine eleven happen? Exactly. There's oh, too many variables. We all. could write this. We could write this story though. That's true. I mean, That's true. This is alternate history AF, and it's yeah. my favorite thing in the world. But here, let's go. Let's go even back further. So Gore doesn't get elected because the Republicans run on the family values thing. And they mm-hmm. lump him in with Clinton, who was doing very naughty, very stupid things in the Oval Office. Oh, my God. I can't believe he did that. And he only won because George H.W. like fucked up so bad on Iran-Contra. And George H.W. was only president because he was vice president to Reagan, who was super popular. Yeah. So can we all just blame this on Walter Mondale? I think we can even go further back than that. Don't ask me who... Ran for president before Reagan, but it was Jimmy Carter was president. Yeah, he was a one term though. Because yeah, because he cause... yeah, but then you go back is what if um, what is it? I ran con- no something contra. I ran contra. Yeah, I ran contra. Yeah. If he didn't fuck that up, or if <laughs> I ran didn't hate him so much for some reason. That's true. Um, he probably would have had two turns. It's just it's too much. It's a fucking war- a rabbit hole. It's like oh yeah. Alice- Land. But like if if one thing happens, if one thing breaks a different way, or if one little thing in like the FDR administration, um, like if he doesn't die, well, I don't know. I don't know. If yeah, I don't know. If Truman would have been president, but I think um, yeah, Eisenhower definitely would have been no matter what. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was a yeah. He was a general, and people like generals. He's a, he's a war hero. Oh yeah. 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 It's just so interesting how these all these events came together perfectly to put Donald to put Trump us in office. Where we are now, yeah, it's pretty cool. Kind of, kind of got to take a step back sometimes, but hmm. uh, so 2020 
If not Oprah, Cody, who? For the Democrats. I, I don't know. Let's, let's give Bernie a, a real chance. You know, he's way too old. <sighs> yeah, he's so old. I love him, but he's so old. And Biden, don't get me started on Biden. He can't. I've been around enough old people to be able to tell when they're slipping, and Biden's slipping. He's slipping. Like, his sentences are just like, uh, like he's getting caught in the, uh, like trying well, to find his way. too, wasn't he? Didn't his son die? Yeah, no, exactly. That, that happened, too. It's like, I don't want you to put yourself through this when your son's going to be used as like a political tool. Probably killing people, Leo McGarry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that dramatic, but, you know. Uh, yeah, no no on Biden. Elizabeth Warren probably would be good and probably would win. She's a bit too liberal, probably, for... We need a moderate. Moderates are the only people who win, usually. Obama wasn't a moderate. He wasn't too awfully liberal, though. Well, who was who was that liberal in 2008? Come on, that's kind of unfair. I don't just, know. Just being black, he was liberal. That's true. Uh, who would be... Hmm... If if it was up to you, Cody, who would be the Democratic nominee? I don't nominee? know anybody. I don't <laughs> know politics very well. This is the longest really? I'm talking about politics in years. Wow. I mean, other than teaching how the government works. Yeah. But that's not politics. That's policy. It's participation in government pig for the uninitiated. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I like uh, I uh, I like Kamala Harris. You know Kamala Harris? I think I know of her. She's like... A she, double half breed, right? Yeah, she's a junior senator from uh, California. She's the newest one. Who California? This is great. Their their um their last senatorial election that Kamala Harris won. She didn't win against a Republican. She won against another liberal. <laughs> oh, really? I would love nothing more than to go back and listen to those debates. The Be debates. Like, well, I agree. <laughs> but like how do you knock a, de- a another liberal i don't get it like you're not liberal enough you're too liberal <laughs> that's actually probably how it went that's true uh i like jay Inslee. he's the governor of washington he's been very uh ahead ahead of the curve on the whole uh free internet thing he's been like yeah we're not gonna let this happen if they don't do if if this bullshit that net neutrality isn't repealed or deemed unconstitutional we'll just make our own so I kind of like that. As a millennial, he speaks to me because of one thing. Because of my internet. That I like. <laughs> Cause I, I don't want to have to go to California way to get some internet, Cody. You know, <laughs> Some California way. Don't want to see any spooky ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of spooky ghosts, uh, Tim Kaine? <laughs> oh, God. That's, um, that was the VP, right? For yeah. Hill Dog? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, what has he done since he lost? Yeah, senator stuff, I think. By the way, shout out to Virginia or North Carolina, whoever that three judge panel for knocking down gerrymandering. Gerrymandering, I'm same. Gerrymandering is straight stupid. Like, look at a map of North Carolina, Virginia. It is insane. It's dumb. It is dumb. There's it's... no real representation there. No, it's just the, and they're not. They're being so like, oh, we're not, we're not drawing for party lines. Why it's would like, I do that? And it's like, <laughs> it's like they put this one little tiny blue dot, and then it's just surrounded by mil, like, <laughs> like t- hundreds of miles of red. I was like, what else could? What else is your motivation there? It's like this. We're, just, we're trying to represent our people more. Uh, we want all the black people living here. Exactly. So we want all the white people here, so they'll vote our way. Like they're not. Like it doesn't even. Politics cure. is stupid. Talk about butterfly effects. Just imagine if 
Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson were assholes to each other. Imagine if Aaron Burr didn't <laughs> kill Alexander Hamilton and he got killed instead. What would that be like? I don't know if things would change much. No. Sad. What if he but Abraham... I mean, just imagine the world without a two party system and it would be you know you know just as well as I that it would be absolute chaos. That is not a that's not a fever dream. That is a nightmare. With no political parties where everybody's running around like everybody's worried about oh uh, their um I don't know the issues and not mm, voting no. their, when they vote on morality instead of uh, what their party says you, that's dumb people You're right. would people would not vote on morality they would still find a way to do parties like Cody if you go to a paintball range and say all right no teams every man for himself two things are gonna happen. <laughs> they're gonna hunger games the fuck out of they're that. gonna right. they're gonna form teams just because that's human nature or it's gonna be an absolute bloodbath and people are gonna be double crossing be like oh no bro i'm on your team and then use them as a human shield or something like that like you know that like it's, <laughs> it's not like there's two there should be fewer political parties there should just be a couple of couple more legitimate ones I don't know. I don't know. I think a two-party system is absolutely just the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, there should be three, but the electoral college. Like, get rid of the electoral college. If you abolish well, the electoral absolutely. college. Make everything popular. Let, exactly. That's the dumbest thing about our policy, that's, politics. That's what's propping up two-party. Like, yeah, you're probably just, right. Thank you. Whatever. Politics is stupid. Let's just let's talk let's, about history instead. You know, Cody, let's, throw, let's overthrow the government and just make our own. Just you and I'm me. In. You and me. The United, uh, we can't go to the United States. Uh, let's see, the the conjoined, <laughs> the conjoined, the conjoined Commonwealth land of <laughs> North New York. Yes, I agree. Stop. That's our hashtag, everybody, for this episode. Let us know you watched. <laughs> we at underscore real flicks. That's it, right? Just real under. Oh, real. that's see. Let's see. Uh, I I'm trying to do a real flicks, but with the country, and I'm too tired to think of one. I'm actually not that tired, but I just don't. I don't feel like spending the time thinking of one. But <laughs> uh, coming at you, 2020. Don't don't vote for the presidential elections. Vote for our elections. Plot twist: I'm the only candidate for president. <laughs> so spend your vote it's wisely. Totally not like the Soviet Union at all. More North Korea. Uh, uh man, our uh, our uh, cult of personality legislation is gonna be lit. Amazing. It's like you think Kim Jong Un's and Kim Jong Il and Kim Jong Sun were bad. Mine's gonna be like <laughs> the most ratchet shit you ever thought. You could ever except hear. it wouldn't be good things. You would just be like, <laughs> he adopted every cat that he saw. It's kind of gross. You should smell his apartment. Abandoned at an upstate New York gas station. <laughs> Dear leader. <laughs> Dear leader lived in the gutters for four years. <laughs> the first the first language he spoke was raccoon. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Very strange. His eyes even started to go, to like look that way. Not fun. And just think you guys elected him. And that that's what it would be after every single one of our legislations and laws would be and just think you guys did this. Bad times, y'all. Uh so now that we've gotten some Good seventeen minutes of random politics talking. We, should we really talk on. politics for twenty minutes. Yeah, just about. Which you know, I think that's pretty good. God. It's about twenty more minutes than Josh would ever let us. Be like, so Josh, what do you think of the Micronesia? What? What? It's no. Cynical. No. Cynical. 
<laughs> that's too cynical. Micro, that's small. I don't like it. Go away. No, it'd be fun. Um, so let's move on to some more. I, this is going to go into politics. So that this is not the. the here's end of a little. This here's my. I have one um, thing I want to see for this next segment. Okay. So. I don't know if I should go first or let's let's have you go first. Okay. So what we're talking about is in in honor of Darkest Hour, and since it's me and Cody, one of us is a history teacher, and the other of us one of us uh, reads about it on Wikipedia and passes himself <laughs> off as a history history expert. Uh, we're going to be talking about some historical events that have not been made into movies that we want to see made into movies, and maybe an idea or two. So Cody, you want me to go first? Yes. So do you want politics, religion, or early world history? Well, we're going to hear all of them, right? Yeah. What do you want to hear so first? Let's, let's, let's just get the politics out of the way. Okay, so first one, since we're talking about a two-party system, George Washington, biopic, leading up to his inauguration as the first president of the United States, and did he did he send his letter of like, hey, here's some shit not to do? That was at the end, right? That was his farewell address. Oh, okay, right, right, right. I feel like he did some really cool stuff in the beginning, but just like the first, the formative days of the country, or maybe like Steve Jobs it and do, you know, revolution, Seconds. inauguration, farewell address slash death. That may be. Cool. You don't know it'd be good. No, you do. Um, yeah. How about we'll keep a theme here because George Washington's a general. Yeah. Um, the three segments will be the French and Indian War, the American Revolution, and Shays Rebellion. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that's too much of uh, you know battles and horses and point. bayonets I mean, and stuff. It would be more of him just sitting and talking about it. Yeah, but I'd rather have him do that when he's like president. Like he was president during Shays Rebellion. She- which which one's that again? That's the one. Something about taxes, I think. Uh, everything's about taxes back then. Let me see. I don't greedy think, I, little I don't bastards. know if that's the same thing as the whiskey rebellion. It sounds like it. People love their drink. Got to get that Let's drink. See, I just I want to know. <laughs> um, sure. We we George hasn't really gotten the pop culture treatment like you know or the yeah the, just the pop culture like I can't think of like oh what's the definitive George Washington performance? There just isn't any. It doesn't you know? exist. You're right. It'd be cool. It'd be like a you know you get a. I don't know if you get a, like a Clooney, probably not. Um, it'd be good, George Washington. Hmm. Oh wait, I don't think he was Chris Hemsworth. Got it Boom. as George Washington. <laughs> no, now that wouldn't work because he needs to be an older guy. That's true. Uh, who would be good, George Washington? Hmm. Um, some... Tweet us with your your casting <laughs> at RealFlix <laughs> underscore RealFlix podcast. Just RealFlix at underscore RealFlix. Uh, Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah, Sarah. That'd be good for a meme. I'm a great meme. I'm well. Let I'm sure. Al- let him play Alexander Hamilton. Let him play all that's, the roles. How that's the that? perfect casting. I'm Alexander Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be on money someday. <laughs> oh, isn't that weird? Wow. Kind of for no reason. Why was why was Al- why is Alexander Hamilton Created on money? The National Bank. Oh. that sucks. Before, he... before um, Andrew Jackson killed it. He totally would have been president if, like, he hadn't died and stuff. That sucks. Probably. Don't die, kids. You don't achieve your dreams. That's one thing history's taught me is don't die. Yeah. Um. So yeah, George Washington, just in general, I I love the guy. I yeah, think he's I, th- great. I think a um, 
Steve Jobs esque George Washington yeah. movie would work very well. Is that your that was your politics movie, right? That's one of three politics I was gonna, movies. I was gonna chastise you because I thought that was your early world history. No. No no no. <laughs> uh so I got a I got a couple more politics. I'll throw one that I'm not I'm like meh, I'm kinda meh on. Uh Herbert Hoover's a very interesting figure. Hoover was the Great Depression guy. Yeah. And then he like ran again. <laughs> He, like, ran for re-election during the Great Depression. (laughs) And super lost. Oh, he lost hard to FDR, as he should have. But, like, I don't know. I kind of respect that, that he ran. Like, what do you say at that campaign rally? Well, not. I mean, it's like, hey. Try again, everybody. Please stop naming your little towns after me. I hate it. This isn't my fault. Please give me a chance. (laughs) If you guys weren't so stupid with your money. We'd be okay. And I've got this really good idea for a contraption that sucks up dirt. Hear me out, please. Listen, I'm definitely that guy. Also, my son, Jay Edgar's awesome. You should meet him. <laughs> <laughs> They're not related, but it's just Not funny. even a little bit. We'll make a movie about him, too. <laughs> Wait, what's a movie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hoover, I just, he's just, the guy got dealt, I don't know. There's different schools of thought as to whether or not the depression was his fault, but overall, I just felt like he got dealt a pretty crappy hand. Well, How he just whether, happened... Regardless of whether or not it was uh, his fault or not, he got blamed for it. Right. At least during um, his presidency, so. Like, the Great Depression was, like, his 9-11 for Bush. Like, Bush just happened to be president. I know I joked about it earlier, I mean, but... it's kind of the opposite of this. Well, uh, no, but Bush odds are, 9-11... 100%... Uh, approval rating during 9-11 yeah right after 9-11 not as it was happening no i'm not talking about like public perception i'm just talking about like wow i had to be president during this during this thing yeah bush was only in office for like seven months at that point like i know i was kidding earlier but like 9-11 probably would have happened no matter who was president like the 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 oversights and the kind of bad fbi or bad intelligence work at the cia wasn't going to go away with al gore probably i mean yeah like you said, butterfly effect. But Herbert Hoover, you know, I just kind of feel bad for the guy. And he's he had a very interesting life later on that uh, might be worth telling. And I'm sure he carried the weight of the Depression. With so him. what are his um, what are his Steve Jobs episodes? Oh, geez. Inauguration, stock market crash, and then uh, FDR's inauguration. Okay, I'm into it. I like, or like that. Or maybe like the few days after, because I know he will like, after he was out of office, he like went fishing and stuff, and just sat by a lake and like ignored the world. So, didn't you? <laughs> maybe he's got well. Oh yeah, maybe he's got kids who are like, Dad, this wasn't your fault. He's like, it's my fault. He I hate it. it. If Robin Williams weren't dead, he could totally do that role. Oh, I'd see that. I'd watch that. Yeah. I mean, he did. Uh, he did Teddy Roosevelt in the Night of the Museum movies, but he did. He did do Teddy Roosevelt. Not bad. But was he good, Teddy Roosevelt? It wasn't I mean, bad. I mean, for those mo- <laughs> for those movies, he was good. You know. Yeah. Does remember DiCaprio? That, that's the same movie that ma- asked me to believe that um, Owen Wilson could be a cowboy, right? Wow. Wow. Was he the cowboy or the um? I think the he was the guy. I think he was, was the, the cowboy. Guy. Yeah. Rumor has it. Um, speaking of Teddy Roosevelt, rumor has it DiCaprio and Scorsese are going to work on one uh, on a Roosevelt biopic. Well, I mean, okay, that's fine because yeah. Teddy Roosevelt was the coolest president we've ever had. Yeah, basically. Hmm. DiCaprio, by the way, he hasn't made a movie in like two years. Doesn't that offend you? 
Not really. He was I mean, in Revenant, and then he just hasn't he's done He's going to be in the, the Irishman movie, isn't he? No. I thought he was. He's, the, he's not in the North Scorsese movie? Nope. I think Bobby Cannavale might have taken his place. Who? Bobby Cannavale. He's like a face. Did I've you see Jumanji? I did. He was the bad guy. Oh, that guy? Yeah, the guy who wasn't really even in the movie. He's not even a good actor. I think he's... But then again, he was fine for what the the role needed. The, the role asked nothing of him except to, like, he stare and wear makeup. He didn't need to be in the movie. I don't know why he was in the movie. Yeah, that was a little weird. It's like, could have oh, just had a, got this guy. could have just said, hey, I'm a treasure hunter. We're all treasure hunters, and we're looking for the, the thing. Yeah. If you don't find the treasure in 10 hours, you die. You know, see, simple as that. But I, mean, I think it works well for um yeah the narrative because video games always have a villain. True. Um, so my last politics one is what the one I like the most, and this is I'm just ba- I'm basically just adapting the Steve Jobs formula to all of these. So yeah, that's what I was assuming. Yeah, uh, this one is more of a it's like a, a social network Steve Jobsy kind of mix. It is FDR and Harry Truman. You know, Steve Jobs Part 1 is FDR getting Truman to be his vice president. Steve Jobs Part 2 is FDR dying and Truman taking over. And Steve Jobs Part 3 is deciding to use the bomb. Oh, I like that. I like that one. Yeah, this is my favorite one. The third part, I think, would be the best um, best part. Using what, like, is this what what Franklin would have done? Like, is, is this what he wanted me to do? Was he... Would he be in favor of this or that? He'd have like, all the, the moral problems, like why yeah. or should I do it? There's civilians here, but yeah, and I know that there's the war. exactly. I know there's been no reports to this, but um, there are White House ghosts, and it'd be really cool if FDR came back with his <laughs> with his with his ghost wheelchair and was like, "Hey, man, don't do that." Or failure's hey, the greatest teacher. Exactly, nothing to fear, but Japanese <laughs> yeah. people because they are cuckoo crazy in this war i'm glad i put them in the camps they're still there right you didn't you didn't let those camps you, out did you? you didn't put them away you didn't let them go home oh, right God. like what a dark, dangerous what a dark stain what a dark stain Ugh. not good america don't do that uh hey. yeah <sighs> not i'm not good. gonna defend it but it makes sense in the time frame oh yeah yeah we were you know savages we were in we had hitler breathing down our necks not good that's good. Mr. Don't want that Peter. again. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So why don't you throw... You said you only have one? I only have one. Ah, oh, sad. All right, we'll throw mine, it out. Mine would be, but I'm excited about this one. Okay. Uh, mine takes place... Uh, it's about the Norman Conquest in 1066, which is when this guy called William the Bastard <laughs> went over to um, England and took over the entire country and became the first king of England. Oh, my God. So he was, um, he's the Duke of Normandy as well, which is a, a province in France. So basically he was controlling uh, a part of France and a part of England. But when he became the Duke, he was only like seven years old. And people were trying to kill him. So <laughs> he became the Duke. So basically my Steve Jobs narrative is... Um, he, you don't need to use a Steve Jobs narrative. You can go Rashomon. No, I like, I like um, yeah. Steve Jobs narrative for this one. That's yeah, pretty great. So he his first episode is um, him just trying to survive through childhood to become the real the proper Duke of England or uh, Normandy. Second episode is the Norman Conquest, 1066. And then the third episode is 
his son um, tried to become the Duke of Normandy before he died. And there was this part where in the battle where his son knocks him off his horse, which is like a really big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. It's like biting your thumb. It's very disrespectful. Yeah, it's like that. So <laughs> after that happened, the whole battle stopped, and the, and William just walked away. Like he's pouted away. As far as I can tell from what I've learned about this battle is that he just kind of was like, wow, this is so stupid. Wow. And then he leaves. And then his mom, um, not his, not William's mom, but his son's mom was like, you need to make this right with your dad. This is so fucked up. So basically just medieval conquest, I think it sounds fun. Yeah, I'm down for it. A little, got a little bit of King Arthur in it, a little bit. But it actually happened. Exactly. Well, you don't know that. Yes, I do. Yeah, I don't know that it didn't happen. There are English people in England. <laughs> There's yeah, a king of England. I'm just saying, no, but you don't know that Arthur didn't happen. Oh, yeah. I don't know that that didn't happen. Maybe he did happen. Maybe he was real. You know that. <laughs> uh, Is there any other you can think of? You, do you have more? Yeah, I've got a few more. Yeah, go ahead. I'll think if I can... Uh, these are they're just kind of sketches. I'm kind of like, meh on most of them, but... Uh, so this first one has already been kind of made in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, but I think a movie about L. Ron Hubbard and like the formation of the Church of Scientology and what it would grow to become would be interesting. Yeah. You know, because they're awful people, and awful people make for good stories. Uh, also, you know, the story's been ripped off a bunch of times before, but how dope would it be to get an actual movie about Julius Caesar? And his... Well, have they never made a play about... Or the movie of the play that Shakespeare wrote. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's weird because my next one is a movie about Shakespeare. Huh. I guess... <laughs> what are the What I are guess, the Steve Jobs episodes for Shakespeare? Uh, I don't know. Writing? No, Romeo and Juliet. Well, Romeo and Juliet was a ripoff, wasn't it? I think it I was. I, it'd be hard because like there's just so much we don't know about that time period, but... I don't know. It's, I, Billy Shakes would be a cool guy to look into and learn more Billy about. Shakes. I like that. Um, let's see. What else could we do? Yeah. I, I'm very. Those are. That's all I kind of. I'm like bleh on those three, but. Yeah, I mean, like if Dunkirk and The Darkest Hour. It's, it's just Darkest Hour, sorry. Have um, proved anything. Is you can get super specific with these yeah. episodes yeah. and still make a compelling movie. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, has there ever been a Battle of Bunker Hill movie? Probably. But imagine if they did a Dunkirk-esque <laughs> one of that, or any battle in the, but, the Revolution. But I can't care about the characters. I want to care about the characters. <laughs> Oof. Ugh. That's a little shade for our audience here, if you're just wondering. We're throwing shade at the absent host here. Oh, not him specifically, because he still recognizes that it's a freaking amazing i he and i have basically the same opinion on the movie i just like am giving it a lot more cred because of what it is i'm talking about like the dunkirk no character work two stars out of five like stop it that's not you don't you don't judge an apple because it doesn't taste as good as a pear or or something like that it's just like <laughs> nah, i'm not sorry sorry to, sorry to come out so hot on pears but i don't know <laughs> oh, that's just a really really weird saying i've never heard anything like that before okay well uh, all right you don't judge a cat because it can't fetch like a dog can they do completely different things and you don't judge a dog because they're not like squishy and they don't they're (laughs) cute and stuff cats are better basically yes 
Uh, <laughs> um, what were we saying? I don't even know. Um, any other like? Oh episodes. yeah, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I mean, but not. I don't know. See, I'm not. I'm not as much. I'm not as big of a fan of like war. I'm. I'm interested in the stuff that kind of predates or precedes war. Because like the, um, what are those called? The, the what they do after World War One, that Germany got pissed off about, which made them be not the Treaty of Versailles. Yeah, like that's interesting to me. It's like we just had this war, and now you're gonna make us do this. Like you're blaming all of this on us. We didn't even do anything. It's like yeah, Germany. Somebody's got to take the bait, and these other guys are wackos. So we need you to just fall on the sword here, real quick. I think um, yeah. a non-propaganda version of. Uh, the Russian Revolution would be very interesting. Hmm. Um, the Russian Civil War and all that. I think that would be a fun. There's some cool stories to tell with the KGB, I think. Cause they yeah, basically... I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like, um, oh, tell a story about the Soviets um, invading Afghanistan. Yikes. And somehow, I don't know how they would do it, but peppering the fact that we sold weapons to Osama bin Laden. I think that's the one of the most ironic things in all of history. By the way, hey NSA, we're just we're just talking. Just um, discussing. We're, we're not discussing. Gonna, <laughs> not going to make any uh <clears throat> seditious uh films or anything. Don't worry. Definitely not. Cody, did you finish our new the new constitution for our country yet? No. Uh what? What? Come. I mean Gary Oldman was <laughs> I a did. It's literally just a copy of the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Except on the back, there's invisible ink, like in uh, yeah. National Treasure. What do you this mean, is... like in National Treasure? It's on there in real life. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> it says on the back, LOL, hey. stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, just says wrecked, R-E-K-T. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would just have my Harry Potter rankings or like my Star yeah. Wars ranked. Star Wars ranked. Just it's my letterbox profile, but on the back it's of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of your best are use your top three reviews. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok, three billboards, and that other one, Batman Superman. Those are my three big ones. So, because I I carry that around like a badge of honor. Not a, not a shame. What's your what is your uh, three billboards? Oh yeah, it's the. First it's like billboard. the three billboards. <laughs> I thought of that. And what was your Batman v Superman one was popular because you defended the movie, right? Oh yeah, I went hard on. I want that with that one. I wanted to see how far I could go and like go hard for Batman v Superman and see what pe- how people react to it. And literally, did I and of course, it's like twelve out of the sixteen likes are people who give it five stars and are like, "This is a masterpiece." I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But I, st- I believe everything I wrote, but I definitely dialed it up a notch. And then what was your last one? Thor. Oh, and that's just you because people, yeah, you didn't like it because you're a fucking weirdo. Not because I care about, you know, character development and stuff like that. You want to know um, everything a, to little, be a, joke a little fact that might make you happy? That's, what would that be? Uh, that's not in my top ten. Thank God. I don't, tr- I don't respect anybody who has that. Abomination in their top ten. Ooh. Not an abomination. It's just fucking stupid. Anyways, um, yeah. So any more IRL stories that need? I'm to be sure released? I could think of more, but yeah. Okay. I think um, maybe we'll revisit it next week if I can think of anything particularly compelling. Hmm. 
but I wouldn't count on it because I'm probably not going to think about it again. That's okay. That's fair. A lot, a lot of, a lot of cat related things to think about. At least for yes. me. It's like ah, look at that cat there across the street. Look at that cat! Wow. <laughs> what Imagine if... if it was my cat. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're all great. Um. All right, so let's move on and discuss the darkest hour. It's just darkest hour. The darkest hour. The hour <laughs> of darkness. So I, uh, right off the top, I gotta say the turnaround on this is amazing because like the solar eclipse only happened like a few months ago and they already made a movie about the darkest. <laughs> yeah, it was hour. really cool too. Like, and no. I, I don't know. I can't get with this beat. <laughs> I don't know. I, I with this bit. I have no idea what this solar thing. eclipse jokes there are. I mean, vampires, I guess we could make a joke about, but well, the glasses, that glasses were fun. That too. The glasses are funny. I didn't partake in that by the way. I, I did. I did. Working. It was kind of cool to be outside when the, but we weren't really affected by it that much. I it kind of yeah, it did like the the everything sort of lost its definition. Like the the world looked a lot more two D. And he, we weren't even in totality. We were like, yeah, haven't heard that word in a while. Gosh, by the way, totality. Four K. Whoa. <laughs> it was very like two dimensional. Things seemed flat and like it was birds in chirp because like apparently the eclipse makes birds go nuts or something. I don't know. I just, but it was kind of neat. I enjoyed it. Get scared. Hey, birds are birds are the indi- are the greatest indication of uh, when you're gonna have weather or if something abnormal is happening. Cause like they're all about that shit. Big fan of birds. Uh, but Bird. darkest hour. Yes. Is the latest Gary Oldman picture, and it is about picture. none other than the naming of Winston Churchill as Prime Minister of England. Which is how the movie starts off. Replacing Neville Chamberlain, Mr. British Smarty Pants. Which, right off the bat, let me say, mm-hmm. that's one of the most compelling, goosebump-raising opening scenes I've seen in a movie in a long time. Oh, yeah. Talk about an effective score. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's a good one. It's a I was on the edge one. of my seat the moment the movie started. Really? I mean, yeah. That was like it was amazing. <laughs> the his speech that that guy gave was it got me going. Yeah, good speech. Uh, and then the, of course the first scene we actually see Winston Churchill was also pretty pretty great in its own way of him just sitting on the bed and there's no light and then he lights up a cigar and you just see this flicker on his face and that's pretty good. He's and just he this, yelling at a secretary. Oh yeah, like I don't. It's it should be harder. It should be hard to make Winston Churchill out as like a guy that you totally would want to hang out with because he was so intense an <laughs> and kind of a dick and always screwing with people. It's like, why would I want to hang out with that guy? But this movie made me want to be his best friend. I'd hang out. I would kick it with, with good old Winston. He's a pretty good guy. Uh, so your initial thoughts on the movie are that you loved it. I did. I liked this movie a lot. Nice. I loved it. There's, there's no getting around it. Yeah. This just appealed to everything in my nerd nature of my history. Yeah. It did for me too. Uh, I saw it in different circumstances. This was a, this was part two of my I'm in New York and I have 19 hours to kill before I can go maybe see SNL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see you too. Um, 
so this was like my second of two movies. And the first one I saw was Disaster Artist. I was like, woo, this is great. And then I got to Darkest Hour and I fell asleep for like three minutes at a time a few times. Oh. It was kind of a battle. Um, so maybe I'm not coming at this in the best point of view, but I don't think the things I like and things I don't like about it, I don't think are going to, or would be that affected by a rewatch. They'd maybe be, would be affirmed, but not really like, oh, well, I gave this, I gave this a star less than I should have, or a star more. I think I'm, I'm at a pretty good spot, uh, with my thoughts on the movie, but I will say it's got one of the best performances of the year. It is so rich with detail. The character work is fast, fantastic, um, especially with Churchill and King George, right? Yeah, uh, Mendelssohn. Yeah. Yeah, that was King George. No, was it King George? I think it was. Let's look, look that up real quick, everybody. It's like George the Fourth. King um, George, World War Two. I'm just looking up Darkest Hour at the cast. But yeah, it was the fourth. It was the fourth. Look at that. Nice. Uh, no, they're, they're, I, I think the movie should have, I think it should have focused on their relationship because it did, it was like the, it was what was carrying the movie really, but it didn't, but it also wasn't carrying the movie as much as I think it should have. Like this, because the the monarch, especially the king is like, Basically, they, when a prime minister takes office, they ask the the king for permission to form a government, and he's like, "Yeah, sure." And then they go off and do their thing. But this one, he's like, "No, I want to be more active. This is dangerous, and like we should meet for lunch every, you know, once a week." And he they have that scene in the bedroom towards the end when he like uh, gives him kind of like a pep talk and says, "Hey, I'm I'm behind you." Uh, and I don't know, that felt a little bit underdeveloped to me. I felt I think they could have had. A lot more to do with each other, but you're also sort of sad. Yeah, you're right, with but you're you're, also, you're got yeah. You're juggling um yeah three plots at the same time though. Right. I don't know plots, but uh, little lines, plot lines, storylines. Um, got yeah. Um. What? What? Um. So you have uh, him deciding whether or not he should just tight uh, have terms to surrender or um, try to end the war. There's a scene. There's scenes of political drama, I guess, with Stannis Baratheon and the other, uh, and Neville Chamberlain. I think that's the. Yeah, hold on, I need to make sure that it's actually played by Stannis. Ronald Pickup is his name. Oh, I don't think that's him. Uh oh, is that a Game of Thrones guy? I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Boo. They look just like each other. David Strathern was in this? Is Teddy Roosevelt? Teddy Roosevelt was in this movie? What? That's according to Wikipedia. Maybe he was like... Arc- the, the oh, no, yeah. Arc- no, okay, yeah, I'm not an idiot. Okay, good. Um, he played Halifax. Oh, yeah. I li- He was one of my favorite characters because he was like this young guy who was like the... They were like they were who they were going to make king. Like they were... They make prime one. minister, but... Exactly. Like... King in a more metaphorical sense, like he's so yep. young, like a boy king sort of thing. But instead they got this big old fat guy, this big old fat crazy guy in Winston Churchill. He's just such a troll. I love him. <laughs> um, so uh, what uh, What are some things that you liked in particular about the movie? 
Um, like the performances, I think um, Winston Churchill is he deserves best uh, actor. You mean Gary Oldman? Yeah, Oscars. What did I say? You said Winston Churchill does. Hey, man, my point exactly. (laughs) Totally did that on purpose. Yes, Gary Oldman deserves the Oscar for best uh, best actor. Really? He doesn't. Yeah. Who else? Who do you think deserves it? Uh, I would have right now. I would have James Franco, but. This whole thing with him may mean that won't happen, but uh, and I haven't seen it yet. But my vote would probably go to Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, I don't know. That movie looks kind of boring to me. I think it looks fascinating, but I'm also nice. You're right, though. But if you showed me a trailer from uh, There Will Be Blood right now, yeah, I probably would have thought that movie looked boring. So maybe I'm just an idiot. And and actually. Uh, one thing I learned uh, from, by the way, side sort of recommendation, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson did a, an amazing one-and-a-half-hour interview with Bill Simmons of, I don't know if he's Grantland or whatever whatever he's with now, but if you look it up on the podcast app, you'll, you should probably be able to find it, but it's great. And in it, Anderson talks about how he cuts his own trailers. Like every, really? Yeah, because he doesn't, he presents a movie and cuts the trailer the exact way he wants you to see it. So if if you don't think it looks interesting, that's fine, obviously, but just know that he doesn't get show his hand, really. And he does that. He makes you underwhelmed on purpose, kind of. Like, um, what other movies has this guy made? Who? Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. The Master, There Will Be Blood, Inherent Vice. Oh, shit, uh, I had no idea. I'm probably gonna like this movie. Boogie, Ni- Boogie Nights, Magnolia. And here you go. You have me on record saying that it looks boring, but I'm probably gonna love it. Yeah, maybe. When I don't know. Come to theaters. Is that gonna be um? That's 19th. next week. It goes wide on the 19th. Yeah. I have to wait a week. And not too Two long. weeks almost. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to watch it. Life is hell. Life is hell. Um, I die. Um. <laughs> what was I saying? So no, about- yeah, I think Gary Oldman. I still, I don't know until I see the movie, but I still think that just he deserves it just for being who he is. Oh yeah, yeah. This is definitely this. He has, hasn't won one, right? No, he's only been nominated once before, and that was for, for what Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy a few years ago. So, but like this is if I, this if is he his, wins, it's gonna be it. It's going to be this one. Yeah, this is his Oscar role. Like He's playing Winston Churchill. He's not doing a transformation, but he's got a lot of you know weight on him, um, which may be good enough because the Academy loves transformations. Um, and Day-Lewis is one. He's one, too. So, but like, then again, they're, they're probably going to be pricks. It's his last year. Yeah, he says that. He's retiring from acting. He's probably not retiring from acting. I, uh, that would be my guess. Because, you know, five years is a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I can't, I really can't refute Darkest Hour, very, or Gary Oldman's performance in Darkest Hour. Like his, his Oscar clip of you can't reason when a tiger, with a tiger when your head is in its mouth is uh-huh. one of the best lines of the year. And I don't know, maybe that's a Churchill quote. Uh, by, by the way, that's another bonus this movie has is that whenever it needs a good, little snap of dialogue you can just pull a real winston churchill quote and it's like wow that's a great line man the screenplay is tight <laughs> <laughs> he's got a whole shitload of uh 
source to pull from, not yeah. just a book. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, but I don't know if that line was um, Churchill or if it was movie, but it was great. That sounds and, like something Churchill would say, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, that's that scene's just fantastic, and Oldman did a great job selling that and every other big scene that he needed to. Um, so. Just oh my god, every speech that he made when he was just hammering his point home was just and the the speech at the end was the best one where he's saying that we're never ever going to surrender yeah even if and then like i watched dunkirk last night right and they read that speech at the end of the movie we shall fight on the beaches right yep that one in the streets until there's no one left it's just it's amazing yeah I don't know if it's high in the movie or what, but it's it's really doing it for me. Hey, that's that's great. It is great. Um, what about you? What didn't you like? Uh, I th- it was a little dry for my for my taste, and I know it's like I'm kind of disappointed that I have, that I'm saying that because I feel like that's sort of underselling the quality of the movie, but it was. It it's one of those frustrating movies that is very good, but is just is just close enough to being great for me to get annoyed by it. Like I think there's this this is just as close as it can be to being great, but it's not quite there. I don't. Think. I don't know. It honestly, it just sounds like to me that you just want to watch more comic book movies. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, not enough. Uh, not enough world building. You know, we need a cinematic universe. Up <laughs> <We> in here. <laughs> a World War Two cinematic hey, universe. Put it. Put it together with my uh, FDR Truman biopic, and there you go. There's, There's that. Really... You can put Dunkirk in there too. Exactly. There's so much. Exactly. But uh, I just, I think if you give the if you give this movie and everything that's in it, and you you give this to like a Tony Kushner who did Lincoln, or not a not a Sorkin, uh, Mark Bull who writes all of uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow's movies. Like if you give it. If you give them a pass at it, I think they could do something more interesting that I would like. But this is also, it's a British movie written by a British person. And it's, and you can definitely tell that it has that spark to it and that kind of, that kind of a perspective, I guess. Um, so, I don't know, maybe if you, maybe losing that kind of betrays the source material altogether. I don't know. Uh, but I just do, I don't know, this guy was born in New Zealand, so... I guess. It's basically England. Uh, it's basically Australia, but it was a colony, so it counts. Yeah. We need some colonies. That'd be fun. That, uh, for our new nation? Yeah, I think imperialism is the way to go. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's annex Tompkin, Tompkins County, Tompkins Cody. Tompkins County? Yeah. Ithaca is going to be ours. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got the movie theater. We got, you know, a couple colleges, some brain power yeah, for us. We're yeah. smart. Smart guys. And Ithaca yeah. will do it because they probably hate the country right now. So hey, yeah, <laughs> heard it here first, folks. Second American Revolution, Ithaca, New York. Be there, be square. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Starts tomorrow. Don't be late. Yeah, refreshments uh, will be provided. B Y O F T B. Bring your own flags to burn. Ah, there you go. <laughs> free speech. No one was going to be able to get that with just 
Yeah. It sounded like you're waiting for me to, oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> no, I was trying to make sure I got those right uh, in the right order. <laughs> right. Yeah, you never know. Um, one of my favorite scenes in Darkest Hour was, or one of my favorite moments, I guess, was when uh, when the guy, like, I think it was like the second big courtroom scene. And this one guy goes to another guy. He's like, oh, Chamberlain, he'll wave his napkin if he's cool with this speech. And, like, so we can follow him. And he, like, I was like, oh, here's the big moment where things are going to turn around. And it's like, no, he... Oh, he hates it. He stuck he stuffed the thing back in his pocket. I was like, oh, that's cool. But that's... you get that moment at the end after that amazing speech. Yeah. And it's just, oh, oh. Yeah, and that, that room is cool, too. Like, this the yeah, pro- I, wonder... I mean... The production real. design, it almost goes without saying, but the production design is peak. It's like some of the best of the year. I'd even say the best. Oh. Um, and those, yeah, those courtroom scenes are really where they get to show off. Uh, <laughs> what are some other moments that uh, that got you excited? There were a couple of really, really cool. I mean, this isn't a moment, but I mean, technically speaking, there were a lot of really cool uh, transitions. Mm-hmm. Um there's like a theme of map to real world, which I thought was really, really cool. Did you notice all the um, from above? Yeah, shots? yeah, like the, the bomb one. Yeah, that, oh, that yeah. little segment was amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, just as far as, I don't know, I think my favorite part of the movie was uh, when the girl sitting next to me told some guy who was talking to stop talking. <laughs> good girl. Very good. I like her. Um, the scene in the in the subway was kind of was. Oh really my god! Cool I almost too. cried. And I just I when when the little girl asks, "Are you crying?" He's, "Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. am." <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> it happens every once in a while. I see that scene. That scene and that sequence was amazing, but I couldn't. I couldn't help but get sucked into the fact that they're. Like like I said, I saw this in the city, and I took the subway to get to the movie theater that I saw this at. And those subway cars are so damn nice. Did you see those things? <laughs> Gee, like they're upholstered. They've got like they've got like uh, little curtains on the windows and stuff like that. It looks I mean, amazing. It is England, so those fancy pants. Ah, so jealous. But it's like I li- there could be human feces on the seat next to me in the New York subway, and this one is just oh, it's just awesome and nice, great cool and it was a better time too i feel like uh england or london probably spent more money yeah it's true on their subway system and it was probably better maintained there weren't as many people living on earth at the time that's true uh this movie also had some really cool good trailer shots uh specifically the one where he's in the car and he's like just riding through and those it's raining and those kids have the hitler masks on yeah yeah it's i mean like i said it's such a trailer shot Excuse me, trailer shot, but it just looks really, really cool. Um, let's see, what else? What else? What else? What else? Hmm. I guess I might have. I found it a little interesting, a little odd, maybe that um, he was such a recognizable figure. Just because when you think of the 1940s, it's like they don't really have TV; they have newspapers and radio and all that. Just well, I think um, they mentioned that his parents were a big deal in. English politics before World War Two. Oh, I didn't know that. They yeah, they mentioned it a few times. Wow, that's kind of like neat. you're just like your dad. They said that a couple of times. It was um, yeah, it is interesting um, that he was so recognizable, but he's also just 
the way he is as a person right makes him hard to forget i imagine mm. not that i knew him personally but i mean after this movie i feel like i do kind of <laughs> uh speaking of getting to know him personally we do get um some insights and experience into his personal life uh through lily collins's character who that's her name right i have no idea that's the girl right the secretary yeah 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 uh what did you think of her character? Was she superfluous? Did she serve a purpose? or what? Uh, No, she was a vessel for the audience, I think. Yeah. Um, most of the big scenes, she's there taking notes mm-hmm. and writing everything down. I think that's what her, her main purpose was. And then for that little human moment, it shows that I were with her brother. Right. Oh, it's it shows that uh, Churchill's not just um, heartless. He t- he's taking everything into... Uh, account with the decisions that he's making for the country yeah and it's uh it's uh, lily james not uh lily collins lily collins is phil collins's daughter really does she look like phil collins i hope so i mm, i'm gonna go with no let's take a look here l-i-l-y by the way lily james that's not her real name her real name is lily chloe nanette thompson Thompson. Jesus Christ. She does not look like Phil Collins. Yikes. No, she doesn't. Boy, but, she's, but a, she's a lot better looking than Phil Collins. But again, is that though? Is that so hard? No. <laughs> she wrote an open letter forgiving him? For what? For... Oh, because he was off and gone. That's not a reason. Being Phil, being Phil Collins, but... No look, shit, that's the same girl from Baby Driver. Yeah. Yep. I did not put that together. Question for you. And she's also yeah. in the new Mamma Mia movie, which is the real important thing. <laughs> how have you how have you settled on Baby Driver in the recent months? You know, I was gonna watch it again recently, but I didn't. Um I remember it but I've only seen it the one time. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's good. <laughs> yeah. I've just seen a lot of people be like, Oh well this is Far and away, Edgar Wright's best movie. And I was like, "Do you know that Hot Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim exist?" Like, I don't well, know. I just, just I... forget. Um, Shaun of the Dead. Like, I just almost forgot it. I'm not. I wasn't as big a fan of Shaun of the Dead. I had a lot of Shaun of the, the Dead. The comedy was the comedy was and is too subtle for me, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, whereas Hot Fuzz is like right up my alley. The great to good. And, like, the decapitated head, and it's got the physical stuff. I don't know. I've kind of, like, I even soured on Baby Driver, but I was like, you know, I don't think it's really worth all the hoopla. I want to watch it again before I make a real um, decision. But I remember it being great, but I also remember now that Kevin Spacey was in it. So, but can automatically we makes it a bad movie, right? I think that's how it works now. Really makes the untouchable. You really watch uh, the Untouchables in a different way because Kevin Spacey, Ali, he did not heed that advice or that direction. Oh well, but Lily James is incredible. I love her. Yeah, she was great. She was real good in this movie. Yeah, so pretty. Oh my god. Uh, let's see what else. What else? What else? Uh, Mendelssohn was solid as we. Yes, he was good. Um, Halifax, Stanis, Stanis was good. Um. Neville Chamberlain, who played him? Because he had a face that I recognized. So that is Ronald Pickup. What else has he been in? Uh, life. He is 77 years old. God bless him. 
he was born in Chester, son of Daisy and Eric Pickup, who was a lecturer okay. at the King's School in Chester. All right. He trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London. He became an associate member of the RADA. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see. Look at his credits. The Day of the Jackal. Don't know what that is. 39 Steps. I feel like I've heard of that. Ivanhoe, The Letter, Never Say Never Again, the kind of sort of Bond movie. He played Nietzsche in a in Wagner. Wagner. He played Einstein in the 1984 TV, TV miniseries Einstein. How about something I've seen? <laughs> I'm trying to find some. Uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. I've seen that, unfortunately. Oh, he was in The Darkest Hour from this year. No shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... <sighs> I'm kind of like bummed. he's got that face though. Like I feel like I recognize him. I know me too, and I f- and I'm kind of bummed that he I haven't seen him in more because he looks awesome. He kind of looks like a um, I guess kind of looks like John Hurt. Probably yeah, does now. Like a mix of John Hurt, Donald Sutherland, and like Christopher Plummer, I guess. Uh, yeah, this guy hasn't been like he's been a lot, but nothing that's looks like it's uh. Made the jump from Britain to America. A lot of this is like it's, a, it's, it's series instead of seasons. So I'm getting it's a feeling that this I is. Hate that. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything. He's the voice of Aslan in the British adaptation of the <laughs> Narnia stuff. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Well, I I'm bummed that I'm finding him so late because I think he would have been an awesome actor to follow. But oh well. Uh, I'm about tapped out on Darkest Hour. Anything else you want to talk about? Talked about the speeches. We talked about the transitions. Talked about Gary Oldman. Um, this is a companion piece to Dunkirk. Oh yeah. By the way, does it feel like people started saying that after I started saying that? Probably. Hmm. But you also saw this movie a lot sooner before most people did so yeah but still i saw it like later than <coughs> most people did i don't know i just I feel like they're potent out they're not if Whereas, you need the if you need the satisfaction and the um, i'll agree yay thank you i don't need it i i know people i definitely lifted that from somebody else almost undoubtedly i think that um these those two movies are seeing um i don't know you could watch darkest hour without having seen dunkirk and still enjoy it as much but i think watching dunkirk after seeing darkest hour makes it a lot better yeah yeah and they don't they only share like 30 seconds maybe of footage of like the boats going to dunkirk they have that yeah, in darkest hour yeah they're very brief <clears throat> but you could definitely do some cool stuff with a supercut so all right you want to give darkest hour a grade Give it a nine. Okay. Uh, I'll dr- give it an eight. Straight eight. Very social solid movie. movie. It's a social studies movie. I'm going to show it to my students. Mm-hmm. They're going to hate it, but I'm going to love it. Never surrender. Such a good, such a good performance. All right. Uh, watching, reading, listening to, Cody. You want to start? What am I watching? I'm not really. I don't have anything. I've. You haven't been watching, reading, listening to anything. I've been just everything that I've talked. I've talked about it already. Okay. Um, I'm Red Rising. I'm re-listening to. There's a new book coming out next week. Um, you got a you got a song stuck in your head other than Africa by Toto. 
Oh, shit, you know. Um, not particularly. I mean, Coldplay's a good band. They are a good band. Do you think they're going to call it quits? Nah, not. Maybe after this next album, but I don't know. I I think that's in a good mood, so they're going to keep making music. Yeah. I didn't. I only went to one show, and I kind of vaguely followed them, but their last tour must have been exhausting mentally. They did a hundred and... They did like 110 shows, something like that, maybe 120. Jesus. And they maybe played a total of 30 songs, maybe 32 or 33 the entire tour. <laughs> like it was, like I follow, whenever U2 goes on tour, I follow them. And they, there's always a big conversation among fans of like, oh, what are they going to play? They're going to play this tonight. They're going to play that tonight. And it's usually they're, like, they're not usually promoting an album when they tour, right? Who? You too? No, they're always like this is the first time they've ever not promoted an album on tour. So like there's always a fun there's always it's fun to follow like the set list and be like, Oh, they dug this up and they dug that up and I just saw that like for the Coldplay tour and I was like, Oh, we're playing we're playing this again? We're playing the par- paradise and going right into this, this and this and like even the song requests were like the same four songs. It was like ah, jeez. I wouldn't have requested those songs. I wouldn't have requested good songs. Yeah, like they... life and life and Technicolor two for life. That's yeah. the best Coldplay song. Fight me. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, like later on the tour, they dropped um, "Amazing Day" from Headful of Dreams for uh, something just like this. Their Chainsmokers song, which I love. <laughs> I love that song too. Uh, <clears throat> there's a specific mix. I can't. It's like a something to do with Japan, maybe. Which oh, it's so like a live. It's a live version of the song, right? No, it's more rock than techno. I don't know. I'll have to find it. Uh, actually, I can find it right now. I have my Spotify up. Uh, but yeah, I'm just kind of bummed. I like it when bands kind of play around and brings old stuff back. And I mean, they're not that old. Though. That's the thing. They yeah, like, I guess not. They've got like a grand total of maybe ten albums. I think seven. See, but still, there's some. <laughs> they don't really have any. Does Cold or does uh, U2 have? They just had released their fourteenth. See, they have so much shit to pull from. I Coldplay has a lot of it too. Well, they have a lot of like deep cuts, but all their deep cuts are like ten minutes long, and no one wants to listen to that except for me. Oh, the uh, the song I'm talking about. It is the Jai Wolf remix. Yeah, it's lit. I don't know if I don't. I can't decide if I'm going to play that or Africa at the end of this episode, but I'm sure we'll find. Those can't go we'll wrong with Africa soon. ever. Maybe I'll mix them together. Do both. Yeah. Play them um, instead of our royalty-free music at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'll give it's, you the fifty cents to play. Uh, it's four hundred and eighty dollars, Cody. Be real. Um, I'll give you that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I saw some movies. One of which was Molly's Game, which I think we're going to be talking about soon. Yeah, I'm going to see it this weekend. So okay, good because that's I cried during Molly's Game. I have not cried in the movies in years, year, literally years. So that's a big conversation. Uh, I saw a movie called Una, which we talked about a long time ago. It's based on a stage play about a woman who was sexually abused by a man and uh, she went to jail and stuff and then she kind of grew up and then went to confront him about what she did to her after she was an adult and kind of learned shit and 
It's Rooney Mar plays the girl, Ben Mendelsohn plays the guy, and then Riz Ahmed. Oh, when yeah. you uh, you questioned whether or not she can be in a movie without being naked. Yeah. It's well, a- she's not naked in A Ghost Story. Oh, yeah, I guess that's, so, that's true. I wish she was, but she wasn't. <laughs> uh, but Una is really interesting. I don't... I Coming into it, I was like, oh, I think this might be the underseen, like, hashtag Me Too movie, but it's more of, like, I think it would piss off a lot of Me Too people for good reason. There's a lot of kind of interesting choices that the direct that the director and the writer make, but I think they're all done in the interest of telling an interesting story, not like blaming Being any social one justice. party. Yeah, not making a statement, it's just saying, well, what if she made this choice, or what if he decided to do that? You know, and that's that's interesting to me. Uh, the other movie I saw just last night, it's called Mission to Mars, and <laughs> it's not a good, like, it's, it, it, pick the worst parts of The Martian and Interstellar, and you've got Mission to Mars. And, Were you expecting it to be good? I mean, like. No, I mean, I saw there was a like 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the premise was interesting. Uh, I'll read, it's brief, so I'll read it. Uh the premise is when contact is lost with the crew of the first Mars expedition, a rescue mission uh, is launched to discover their fate. Sounds fun enough. It's got space, you know, it's Tim Robbins is in it. That might be fun. Don Cheadle's in it. Cool. And it's a very, very, very bad movie. And I sent you and Josh a video of one of the, my fa- probably my new favorite movie death of all time. This guy gets sucked into like a dust tornado, like a sentient <laughs> dust tornado. And he just sentient. Yeah, like the thing is has a mind of its own, which they explain later in the movie. Um, and the dust tornado like Art. swallows him up, and then he starts spinning really fast, and he starts screaming, and then the tornado like through sheer velocity just rips all of his like just tears him apart like a like a Lego or something like that, like a doll, <laughs> and like his neck goes this way, head that way, hand, arm, leg, knees, ways, like all that. It's just it's hysterical. It's not supposed to be funny, but it just it's so cartoony and silly that it's funny. Um, so basically they come they uh, this dust storm kind of knocks out the communications and these guys are like, we need help. So Gary Sinise uh, Gary Sinise, God, not a good actor. And this other, what no <laughs> He's not good. Uh, he was in the worst of the CSIs. I'll say it. Uh, New York was the best one. Who are you? CSI Miami was the best one. No, people think it's the best one because of those yeah! stupid, yeah, that those little one-liners that he throws in. I don't know. I I don't like it. New York I, was my favorite. So you, you just are... you really triggered me. So, so okay. <laughs> so but Gary Sinise and Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins has a hysterical death too. He goes to, like, uh, they, like, push him towards this um, module to so he can, like, get in it and then, like, pilot it and pick everybody up and then go to the surface to save this guy. But he overshoots it, so he just starts slowly descending towards Earth, and his wife is on the mission, which is always a great idea. And, like, she goes after him, and then she, he she gets to this literal... Like, it literally shows up on her wristband of, like, her monitor. It says, point of no return, because you're out of gas. Like, it literally yep. says, point of no return. Like Super Navy. subtle. Super subtle, yeah. Uh, and she gets to him, and she brings this, like, hook thing, and she keeps trying to get it to him so she can pull him back so he doesn't die and stuff, and he just, like, eh, I don't want to do this. And he just takes his helmet off in space <laughs> right in front of her. <laughs> does, like, does his head, like, explode? No, he just... It, 
fr- he just freezes up and he looks purple. It's just very it's a strange choice. Sounds um, like art. Yeah, and then they eventually get to the planet and Don Cheadle because of relativity, he's like been there for years and he's got his I've been here for years beard and long hair and then shaves. I thought you were never coming back. Yeah. And then they go like uh they prepare to leave and then they're like, "Oh, hey, there's this weird column over here." And they go into a big empty white room, and then they go into another room that's like a diagram. It's like a model of the solar system, and this orange Martian lady is like, kind of lays out the whole backstory. Uh, Marsh Mars got hit by a meteor, and then some of the ships that were on Mars went to Earth, but one of them stayed behind. Or no, wait, oh, no, no. no. No, they all went into like the galaxy to go to a different planet, and then one of them stayed behind and populated Earth, and has just been hanging out to bring humans back. So she brings Gary Sinise back, and it's just like, like I said, it's it's Interstellar and Martian, but like the worst parts of both of them, and it, but it's really stupid and fun. So I kind of enjoyed it, and then just that just tonight I finished watching. Uh, a movie called What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, I'm reading your review right now. I'm kind of triggered. It's only four stars. Only four stars? It's a good review. I, I gave this movie five stars. I okay. love it. This movie's hilarious. I didn't know you've seen it, but... Oh, yeah. I've seen it a long time ago. I love Stu. Stu was... Um... Stu's the real hero. I'm trying to remember. Stu's... No. He's the guy who becomes a werewolf. <sighs> One second. I, I'll remember once I see him. He's the human who becomes a werewolf at the end. I think he dies, but he actually becomes a werewolf. He looks like Ryan Johnson, hence the line in my like review. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but very funny movie. I really like it. It's that unique brand of Taika Waititi sense of humor uh, that isn't, you know, annoying and shoved in your face for no reason like it is in Thor, but whatever. Uh, makes good on the premise, isn't too long. It's like they... They kept in the funny scenes, and it's, you know, hey, it's an hour and 26 minutes, but we didn't, every scene is entertaining and fun and and enjoyable in its own way. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I want. Thank you for that. So, I really dug it. I love Watiti. Uh, kind of makes me wonder what what the heck happened with Hunt for the Wilder People. What do you mean? That movie was amazing. I know, but, like, it's not as funny. I don't know. I think it's as funny. If you rewatched that movie um, more removed from Swiss Army Man, I think you would like it more. Okay. You should give it another chance. Ricky Baker. At that point, <laughs> I told him I was like uh, Sarah Connor. <laughs> uh, f- say, I'm, looking, I'm watching a video now. I want to see which one Stu is. He does look like Ray Johnson. <laughs> see? Oh no! If you put, if you combine Sue from that movie and you, you would have Ryan Johnson. Maybe I'll watch this movie again tomorrow. I like this one. Yeah, it's really good. This one's funny. I liked the guy in the the. Basement. Oh, his real name is <laughs> Stu. Well, he's probably Ty, uh, Taika Waititi's friend. Yeah. So he's just. Hey, you want to be in my movie? <laughs> yeah. What do you want? To, what should my character's name be? Just call you Stu. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh it's funny. I can definitely see myself watching it again. One of the better comedies of the last few years. Uh I really I really really dug it. So, now that I I actually I watched something now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, cool. 
Although I'm debating whether or not I should save it until Josh is on, because it was Black Mirror. I've watched Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might as well. I nothing to I'll, say. I'll wait until next time. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that'll do it. Like we said, uh, Molly's Game, definitely going to have a conversation about that, and then The Post, and then uh, then Top 10 Moves of the Year. So it's closing that's in. A, that's a lot of... Uh... <laughs> a lot of stuff that's going a long on. time for best movie of the year waiting. I just I have a list. I kind of want to give it out there. I I would love to, but I. But I then know... again, I see movies, and then I'm like, oh wait, yeah. Like I know Phantom Thread's going to be on my list, so I need to. Otherwise, I would not hold out for Call Me by Your Name. I'd be ready to go after the post, but I'm 100 percent not holding out for that movie at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm only going to see it because. You know, I can Cinemapolis double feature. That's always Do fun. Do it for free, one of them for free, so. Yeah, exactly. And I just love double featuring movies. It's the best experience. I might wait on that one. I don't, I'm not really interested in it. It looks like white um, moonlight. Yeah, which, you know. there's <laughs> Which people, is, should be boyhood, but. People keep talking, like Josh just, he saw it, uh, and he, he and everybody it's, else keeps posting, I need to see it just to get the Peaches thing, just so I can see that. I'm not really holding out for that movie yeah. maybe the phantom thread i'll hold out for yeah might as well see it you know. yeah i don't know but like that movie you can only see one <laughs> movie past movie a day and i i wouldn't mind paying though for an extra for an, i don't an extra think ticket. i want to spend the money on that one that's just that's where i'm at i'm not excited for it but it's it but it's daniel day lewis's last Plus, you'll be able to see it within. If no, no, I'm not. I'm still talking. About, I am excited for Phantom, but oh. by your, I'm not that. Yeah, into. I would. I wouldn't blame you. We're not going to do an episode on it. I just need Plus, to do that. There's where to see it. Well, it's at Cinemapolis, same day as Phantom no, Thread. Not. Oh, they're putting it in there. Yeah, they're because right now the they still have, they still have downsizing. That's not a good movie. No, but they, they're both they're both coming on. Uh, so the what else is getting so. kicked out? Because they're getting rid of downside. Probably it's billboards. Probably... I don't know. I feel like people still are going to see Lady Bird. I don't Bird. think it's going to be billboards anymore. It'll probably be Darkest Hour. Eh, maybe. Which really bums me out because I kind of want to well, see that one. Uh, well, that all depends on what on who's nominated. Yeah. One. Well, we know when... 23rd is when we find out. When they announce. So we Nobody's, nobody's leaked me a ballot, a, a ballot yet. So it's too bad. I just... I wish the... Academy would recognize my membership, but they're just refusing to for some reason. Writing it on a piece of baloney is not a good idea. I've, I've told I mean, you that. It was all I had to deal with. I was making lunch. Yeah. And I had some <laughs> baloney and mustard. I was hungry. Oh, boy. So, Molly's Game, The Post, and then Top 10 Movies of the Year. So, that's tentatively. Very, tentatively. Could happen, could change, depending on It probably Cody. will happen because I'm definitely going to see uh, Molly's Game. Can't believe I. Mm, I get that you why you saw darkest darkest hour first, but I don't like it. I wanted to go to Cinemapolis, That's why. That's true. Right. Plus, was it? I don't think it was even out when I saw it. Mm. I saw it last that it was out because you saw it last uh, Thursday. Right, right, right. Whatever. But, you know, yeah, I'm definitely I'm probably gonna see it Friday afternoon. So. Okay. Cool. Well, until next time, Cody. Yes. Or revoir. Or as they see in England, Cherry-O. <laughs> Cherry-O. Very good. I love British people. They're the best. 
Yeah.